0: tell you guys about my trip to Kaduna. Yes, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I live in Abuja and I haven't been to some of these neighboring states around. I have never been to Joss. I've never been to Kano. And this was absolutely my first time going to Kaduna as well. And yes, I'm going to be talking about that in this episode. I also was talking about the price of PMS and also demolition around Gishiri area. I I hope that you stay tuned till the end of this episode. Welcome back to the show. It's rave with Mara Podcast Day. Yo 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 yo. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. My energy is high and I can't explain why cuz I even have cold. You know, but I I don't know if I'm supposed to be this happy, but yeah, I am happy. It's the first day of the new month. So yes, I'm happy about that. So very quickly I want to get a jump into the current situation, which is the inauguration of our current president, Bola Ahmed Tinubu. So, hmm, I know that there were several revelations, several prophecies by these men of God who were acclaiming several theories. I'm not going to get into that because I am very much aware that you guys already saw most of those things but neither of them came through and i think i am happy that the country is not chaotic in that sense of oh we didn't vote the guy why is the guy being um swore in and blah 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 well last weekend was sinibu's swearing in ceremony and that was the same weekend that your girl decided to go to Kaduna. you can imagine the air for (laughs) tree I wasn't scared of my life, but yes, we'll get into that very soon. But yo, that's how we kept our eyes looking from February to May 29th. And this guy was sworn in. Wow! And what is even more deafening in this entire silence is Labour Party and Peter Obi. And of course, the nonsense going on with the courts and the proceedings and all that. But well, whether we like it or not, the guy has been sworn in as the president of the Republic of Nigeria. Well, we have a new president as stands, and I think that what I am most sad about is what he decided to start doing his first day in office. It took me back to where we watched his interview with um, something, something economic forum where he was asked about what he was going to be doing in the office for the first hundred days. And the nigga said he was going to keep running and then running and set the ground, running and running and running. And truthfully, he has kept us running for the past couple of days. Because tell me why we have a budget for PMS subsidy up until June. And your first day in the office, you are speaking in front of a microphone and you're saying removal of subsidy. How does that make sense? Make it make sense. Like, how does that make sense? Even if you're going to do that kind of announcement, which most of us already knew, right? Why would you go and make that kind of announcement your first day in the office? I don't know who his advisors are, but honestly, you guys need to work on your tact. Okay, fine. I think that is something I want to debunk, and it's the idea that um he wasn't supposed to remove subsidy. First of all, um, what's his name? President former president Mohamed barry signed off that stuff and we know why let's not pretend like we don't know why if if peter obi had gotten into the same position he would have also kicked off the subsidy but the thing is he could i believe that peter obi would have done it with a lot more than this nonsense that is going on now. I think one of the major problems we have in Nigeria is that our leaders refuse to learn from previous mistakes or previous occurrences. During the time of COVID-19, you remember that when it was announced that um, lockdown was going to happen, a lot of people started hoarding foodstuffs, even face masks. And now, as a president of a country, the first day, the first thing you do is to just come and say, you just open your mouth and say, a subsidy remover of which we know we are fully aware that we know the reason and the reason is this for those of you that don't know subsidy costs a lot it takes a lot of our budget, and beyond that we borrow money from some other countries to be able to pay this money so now we are in debt because of subsidy and then the money that we are paying on subsidy which could have been used for other sectors such as education health agriculture is now being pumped into subsidy so subsidy remover is not entirely bad but i know as nigerians once we hear a remover our first our mind starts to beat and the first place our mind goes to is ah what, what's what now the other issue is this good and fine that subsidy was removed but what this man did not take into account was the fact that minimum wage is about thirty thousand naira. now that's about five or six liters of fuel Which is going to cost a lot because several households in Nigeria make use of PMS, whether we like it or not. If you don't have a car, you have a motorcycle. You don't have a motorcycle, you have a generator. So basically, every household in Nigeria is going to bear the brunt of this nonsense. That our president (laughs) refused, think through, before coming out to say, eh, this, is this. Which takes me to the other point, being that Nigerians are greedy sets of human beings. Again and again and again. We keep pointing accusing fingers on our leaders, but what we forget is that these leaders are picked from within us Nigerians. So now they said subsidy remover is going to happen, blah blah blah. Before you say Jack Robinson, all the fueling stations all across the country has gone ahead to change their fuel prices from one ninety five to about 500 and something. And I'm even hearing that some fueling stations have meters are reading above 600 naira and i'm like oh my god this also takes me to the point where prs guys were t- um um selling naira to people when they had naira before um, naira scarcity thingy even happened so it is the greed that's eating into into us in this country that keeps making us suffer honestly i don't know who that guy's advisors are and what i don't even think he's even doing anything to curb whatever is going on right now but I fear that this is going to transcend into a lot more things. The transport, road transport guys, the cab guys have also increased their fee. Which, to be honest, I don't blame them. Most of them have to go and queue for long hours to get access to fuel. Which they're going to be buying almost times three of the original price. What it used to be. So, if anybody is complaining. Like, everybody is complaining. And right now, you, know, you you, guys are work remote, right? My work group chat is in chaos. I'm not even joking. It's it's so chaotic that I'm just praying that they don't go and make the mistake of going to go and talk to human resources because they see what is happening, right? So obviously, if we were getting paid ten thousand naira for um remote working allowance initially, now it almost needs to be tripled because I don't know how people are going to cope. I was talking about this in my last. um um, episode where i was saying we don't see this inflation thingy but guess what this is going to translate into foodstuffs it's going to translate into a lot of things so this our guy just came and said something there is no plan on how they're going to increase the minimum wage there's no plan on how to manage it because now that there's no regularized price of fuel how are people going to freaking cope most employers don't even pay more than the minimum wage. So imagine somebody who is earning 30000 naira at the end of the month. Now you come back home. You have to feed. You have to buy fuel. You, you have to buy foodstuff. How are people going to cope with this nonsense that is going on right now? I'm, I'm so sad. I feel so sad that yes, we persons like me, I did talk about this like two, three months back. That yes, there was going to be subsidy removal beginning from July. We're going to start getting fuel the normal price without a subsidy cost. But now, this guy did this thing in such a way that people are now trying to, um, hoard fuels in their homes, which is in itself is even risky because you want to keep 100 liters of fuel at home because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's really sad. And I hope that his advisors are seeing all of these things. You are a president, um, uh, but yes, there are easier ways and better ways to deliver or communicate with your people and i'm hearing several other things that he's been saying it's it's not it's at all it's not it at all one of my colleagues was saying um all of you are still there doing me may have already started counting to the next four years and it's sad that we were robbed we were robbed in broad daylight and yet nobody can do anything or nobody can say anything and we all watched why this guy was crowned. At this point, eh? At this point, even if Togo say, Come, I want to adopt you, at this point, I don't think uh eh, I would disagree anymore. Cause it's 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 really sad, it's appalling. How can an entire country be robbed of something in broad daylight? And now it's beginning to look like a family business. Who is the chairman of an NPC? I <sighs> if I keep talking about this thing, I will just be getting angry. So I'm not going to end this one here. Um, now, the next thing I want to talk about is demolition. I know that I haven't said this before, but we used to live in Bassa. Bassa is a small village around the airport area. Um, we lived there for about six years. Yes, six years. And when I was in my final year in secondary school, RFI, um demolished the place. Now, I live a few meters away from Gishiri. I live in Katampe, um, extension. And Gishiri was a part of Gishiri was demolished sometime, now two weeks ago. Yes, now two weeks ago. And I remember that on my last episode with Sally, I was saying that I didn't want to talk about it, but I'll talk about it in my next episode. Now, I've heard a couple of persons say things such as, Oh, the government is bad the government is displacing people the government is not doing this thing the right way and i am telling you that the government is not at fault for this demolition yes i agree that uh, it did catch a lot of people off guard but i'm telling you that a lot of these persons were aware that the lands where they build those houses does not belong to them this is the federal capital territory like this is the freaking federal capital territory meaning yes fine there are indigents who are primarily supposed to be based here which are the baggy community and even the baggy community understand that when the government wants to reclaim a land they sell them in terms of monetary and they get back that land this is the federal capital territory meaning that development is going to be happening from time to time and if you're buying a land or purchasing a land that is not from the fcda you are basically building castles in the air and again a couple of persons who live here know the only people that i feel pity for are people who just moved into abuja for the first time maybe for service or they just came to they just came in within maybe a couple of months or a year ago but if you have been living in abuja for a very long time and you build in places such as um um the gishiri um um what's that other place is it garam or something or places like um um guagua and all of those places i'm very sure that you are aware that those lands are not authorized meaning you bought those lands from I don't know. Maybe the intelligence I actually don't know. Or you decided to go and pick or choose a land for yourself. There was a story of a guy a couple of years ago, maybe 2014, who went to somewhere in Sileja. There's a path of Sileja. If you are going into Sileja through the Kaduna Road part, not through the um, inside Niger State itself, but through the back, I don't know how to describe it. There's a couple of places there where houses are just scantily built. There was a manic... A couple of years ago who went and chose a land for himself and built a place and nobody said the land to him he didn't he just went and said oh this land is wasting let me just build here for a couple of years and then after seven years of living there with his family members guess what they came and said oh who gave you a to build here and he said nobody and they demolished the place which is the same thing with all of these places these places are not authorized lands by FCDA so I put it to you like you're a young person and you say you're telling me that you bought a land or you have a house that you built in this Abuja or you're a thief because in order for you to get the appropriate land documents to build from FCDA it is freaking expensive and it is that expensive because developments are going to be happening over and over again like where I live now the estate I live now um is supposed to be a high rise, but guess what the person the owner of the house went into an agreement with him although the house has c of o they went into an agreement with um, fcda where he says i'm going to erect this building and after 10 years i'm going to bring it down and then put the proper building so in order for you to get a house in and be sure that you're not going to get affected by demolition what you need to do is to get proper documents c of o from the fcda and then you have to get the approved structure because if the structure that is supposed to be on that land isn't what is there then you stand a chance of getting demolished and then more so if you bo- you just went and picked a land from somewhere so you expect that um the land will not be anybody papa owns so apparently you can build anywhere you want well this is the federal capital territory so I had a couple of conversations with some of them and some of them were just crying and, and I, I guess it's I guess it because, fine, uh, because some persons of God, but for the lot of them, I remember one uber guy, um, bold guy, who brought me to my house when I was living here, I think in 2021, this guy told me I have a house here, a very young man, I said, oh, where? And he tells me and I'm like, oh, Are you aware that they're going to demolish this place in a couple of years? And he says, "Yeah, I just want to make back my money." And after getting back my money, they can demolish it. So a lot of them actually built with that notion of, "Oh, I'm going to stay in this place until." And I was being, told, I'm, I'm, I'm now hearing that, "Oh, they have demolished this place like a couple of years ago, and people came back to to build on it." And now I was passing through when on my way back from Kaduna, and I saw that truly some persons have already started erecting. Some kind of structures. And I'm like, people really guess coconut head. Because if you don't know get coconut's head, tell me why they just demolished this place like two weeks ago. And you're going back to go and erect something there. Which takes me to another thing. People are greedy. Nigerians are too greedy. It is that thing where you see somebody in a burning house. Instead of helping the person in the burning house, people would start looking for how to cut away with the properties of that person. So why the demolition was going on? I was sort of a story of a a, a lady who was trying to pick some things out because I think they said that once they start demolishing the place, you're not allowed to go back into the house anymore. So some person's properties were destroyed alongside the demolition. So there was a young lady who was trying to rush to pick some of the things. And then one guy came and said, oh, let me help you with that. And in the process of helping, they just gave the guy a plasma TV and the guy just ran away with it. The same thing with her refrigerator. Like almost everything. This lady lost everything in broad daylight. And then guess what? It's like, you know, these guys that, these house guys i used to pick that Those ones that I used to, I don't know whether they take most of these things to recyclers or sell them to recyclers. I don't know how they do it, but it was like they communicated with themselves. And guess what? They were here like flies. And they were not here to pick things that were destroyed. They were actually stealing people's properties. And then there's a story of a guy, one of them who was trying to drag somebody sitting cylinder with him. And they were using machete to cut this guy's hand, to hit his hand, to leave the thing. He was dragging it with the person. And I'm like, me, as the owner of my gas, you are dragging my gas with me. This is the effrontery of people. Like, how greedy can you get? Somebody is going through life-threatening situation. Like, their life is crashing down on them and all you can think of is how to steal their properties the kind of greed that has eaten into the souls of nigerians and eh, i don't think is yeah it needs to be studied because how 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 can how can you be so stupid and so callous so callous that somebody is going through something they are crying they are wailing and while they sleep or while they are taking rest or trying to eat or trying to ease themselves you come around and cast away with your properties anyways i'm i'm sorry to anyone who was displaced in this demolition because it started in january and i think this was just um gishiri two weeks ago so sorry to you who were not aware those of you who were aware um nakoko not head make this thing happen so now because i remember my uncle my uncle started building a house then in 2012 and i Telling him. Sounds oh, bit you say no, no no no. You know they moved into that house, it wasn't up to a year when that demolition happened. And I'm like, you could have just easily st- it's just really weird, but anyway, enough about the demolition. Now to my trip in Kaduna. Hmm. Before you say it, so I was supposed to go to Kaduna. I had planned to go to Kaduna in December. Yes, we're supposed to have um uh, I was supposed to spend my Christmas or end of year um in Kaduna, just to see the place and, you know, have fun and see what the town is really about. And my next, funny, my next stop is Joss. So, if you want to go on a trip to Joss, maybe towards the end of the year, we can go as a group. I think. (laughs) I think, but that also depends on what the situation of this PMS thing and minimum wage and all of that because trust me a lot of persons are now considering people who weren't considering jackpot plans before and now seriously considering it because it's like everything is going to get worse from now on and this is not me being a prophet of doom this is just me telling you that with this fiasco going on foodstuffs are going to skyrocket because almost everything that we do is being transported. There is no constant electricity. You are removing subsidy. You are not thinking of how to increase minimum wage. Everything is just chaotic. So please, you guys should tell your president that the guy should be adding tact to his things. It's not just, oh, I'm a kingmaker, now, I'm a king. It's not by that one. It's by, let's not start saying, mm, because mm, mm, everything now is hmm anyways yes back to my trip so i decided to go to Canada. it was sort of impromptu but not impromptu i got a motherfucking laptop you guys it took me three four months to save for this laptop but yes i got a motherfucking laptop i'm so happy about that so i i wanted to go get a laptop and also to do the visitation i, I did not do i did not get to do it in december because my i took my leave Uh, I think first or second week of December. But the person I was supposed to go with wasn't available. So I had to push mine to another time. Now, the first thing I noticed about Kaduna is... When we drove in, Kaduna gave me this sense of familiarity. Like, okay. It it didn't look like some places in Abuja, to be frank. Then I think when we're approaching Kao... Is it Kao? No way before Kao, the castle, I think central markets. It gave me the sense of um, markets. Yes, it felt like I had been here before and I could I could find my way around that sort of thing. Although I was told that if I go into the central market, I'm gonna get missing, like it's that big. But I didn't even venture going in because I'm like, there are other fun places to look at. So, yes, we did. I did get to Kao, I did get to where again oh yeah we lodged somewhere in a hotel they don't call it a hotel but i stayed in daji the barrack yes and the hotel we lodged out it was nice it was cool it was maybe i guys are gonna get to see a reel on the youtube but i'm not sure yet i'll think about it <laughs> maybe like a 20 seconds or 30 seconds reel i don't know but maybe you see that the lodge was really nice um, the hotel, whatever it's called, maybe a mess. I don't know. Was calming the environment was chilled, but guess what? I traveled during the inauguration period, so I was sort of scared. No, I wasn't even scared when I was going, cause I think that I I heard that somebody said one of one of our friends said something like whenever. They think of Kaduna. They think that the moment you're getting into the town, you're hearing gunshots like... No, that is not it. Um There's the Kaduna town, which is where we stayed mostly. And then there is the other parts where... I don't know. Maybe the other things are going on. I don't know. But I wasn't even scared while we were going. It was while we were planning to come back that I was now scared. Guess what? The night before we wanted to come back, I saw on Twitter that... Somebody was kidnapped at a popular junction. And I was just like, oh, Mo, who sent me? Who sent me? And guess what? All the mothers that I know, everybody started saying, ah, don't travel low, don't travel low. You should not travel low. Her ah, inauguration was just yesterday. Though. Hey, are you sure that it's safe? Are you sure that it's fine? Once in, once But like, well, we did travel the next day. And nothing happened. But for a minute there, I was worried. Because I know that it's the same Kaduna Abuja road that most of these bandits used to go and camp on. But yeah, I'm grateful that I went safely, sound, and I'm to Abuja with my motherfucking new laptop. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys about this laptop because if people don't know what it means to save money for four months from February to May to be able to afford the laptop. Or rather, to be able to afford the laptop that I want. <laughs> that sort of thing but yeah i did enjoy my stay in Kaduna. i wished um i had more more time because i wasn't relaxed i was i wasn't relaxed i was literally just moving up and down moving up and down so i wished i had you know more time to see other places and whatnot and then something else cardina has so many roundabouts i think that was another thing i noticed beyond the sense of familiarity and then the Places looking a lot like some places in Abuja. I also found that almost in every kilometer, maybe that's a bit exaggerated, but almost after a short while, there was always a roundabout. And I kept wondering, like, how big is that town? Like, there are several, it means there are several roads all around. Abuja Abuja works a lot more with rumps. Yes, like rumps. So, do we even have a roundabout? Now that I'm thinking about it, do we have a roundabout in Abuja? But we should anyway. But Kaduna, almost at every trekable distance, you, see, you get to see a roundabout. I would definitely want to go back to Kaduna. At least, it's where I have more time to relax and see the place for what it is. I I ended up not going to Barnawa. And I'm sad I didn't go there because I was told that the place is the place. is is bubbling. And, it's, you well, if, if you went to bar now, I think you understand what I mean. But I didn't get to go to Barnawa, and I'm sad about that. Yes, I'm sad about all that. But yo, um, this is what I came sorry guys today, And then something else, something else, something else. Yes, in a way, I feel like this, this week, I felt like I, I was existing outside of myself. You know how you are seated and you're just watching everything move? That's where I felt this week which is not really a good thing i don't know whether i was the cold but i did not actually like that it felt like i was existing outside of myself and i was watching myself happen as everybody else was just moving along and i was just looking at everybody else but yeah um i hope that Things will start to turn around. I don't know. Maybe I'm hoping for a miracle this time because everything is just going downhill, downhill, downhill. As I'm talking to you right now, the group chat, my work group chat is still very chaotic. And people are trying to, some people are trying to calm other persons. Because um I think that we use at least 25 lasers that if you even live in a good area with electricity you may use less or less or twenty five litres or fewer per month. But there are persons who I know use up to sixty litres. So how are they going to afford this if more than half of the um what am I saying? The remote working allowance doesn't even cover half of that anymore. So it's it's really sad but I hope that um things will start to get better. I've been thinking of doing a a an article rather an article on religion, but I've been holding myself back because um in a way I I don't know if religion is our doom, yes, in Africa as a whole, not just Nigeria. I feel like religion is something something that African leaders or Nigerian leaders have used as a film to cover our eyes and say, oh, the Bible says do not judge. Or, oh, the Bible says respect authority. Or, oh, the Bible says to trust in him and whatnot and whatnot. Which I don't want to say is foolishness, but people have been hiding behind religion to get away with doing shitty nonsense. And right now, I'm holding myself back because I don't know if I want to add... I feel like... The article may add more fuel to what is going on right now. But I should have written this article like a week back. But I didn't. Because I was focused on my trip to Kaduna and whatnot and whatnot. But now, I don't know. I'm still thinking about this. I may decide to write an article by Tuesday next week. So yeah, check my Medium and my Substack, my Newsletter and Substack Revenotes for that. So yeah, I'll do that. But in a way, it feels like Maybe I should be writing about PMS subsidy, blah, 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 but I don't think I want to write about that. I want to write about religion because several things have been happening and it just feels like we use... Oh, you guys, I don't know if you saw the poetry thingy that... What's his name? Former vice president, osimba just did. And it's that thing where like, you do something, you know you did something wrong, but you come and use sweet voice or God or something to come and block people's eyes. Like it's just weird. And I don't want to say we Nigerians are gullible, but we've used religion we've used religion to just swear for us. Because the Bible even say heaven will help those who help themselves. You can't put a bad leader. You can't put a bad leader and pray that um what what what, what, what will happen. Or the set of people who go to church, they don't have any skills though. So you are going through something but every day you are praying um, all of this NN, NSPPD prayer and Pastor prayer and all that, but you're not actually gaining the skills and the knowledge that you need to gain that job or employment that you're praying for. It's really sad that we, we, God is a miracle working God, but you need to actually put in effort. God cannot bless the work of your hands if you are not making active efforts to develop yourself. So, a miracle happens, but you also need to put yourself into it. But, wait, hey, um. I'll write an article next week. Hopefully, it's not too lengthy. I've been told by my friend, Helen. Yes, that my articles are too long. (laughs) But yeah, that's the same reason why I start writing stories on my Instagram. Because when I write short stories, people are usually left confused. I don't know, maybe I'll resume doing that anyway. But all of those things, it's time. Anyways, we've come to the end of today's episode. And I hope that you are watching my youtube videos as well if you're subscribed please i'm begging you guys i'm in need of more than a thousand subscribers but i'm still very please help my life help my life so that i'll become calm because now i'm i'm worried about things. let's not be there anyways please subscribe um please listen to my podcast on spotify on google podcast on apple podcast and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts yes i'm available there um please again please watch my youtube videos buy my books at roving heights store leila Khalid at eight friendship illusion and please share um please listen please watch thank you and see you next week Bye bye <laughs>